Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Andrea Johnson. Andrea empowers executives and founders to lead with authenticity, conviction, and confidence so they can make a positive impact on their lives, organizations, and communities. Uncovering and understanding the significance of her core values became the key to the process that allows her clients to become impactful leaders. Her passion is equipping female leaders to define a new culture by trusting their own ability to think critically, create imaginatively, and lead effectively. Oh my gosh, Andrea, I'm so glad you're with me today. Thank you, Diane. I am pleased to be here. So I I mentioned in your bio uh, this uh, core values thing. Will you explain to the listeners what core values are? Yeah, because that's a topic that's a little bit hot right now. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of people are talking about them. And I think it's important to define what I mean by core values. Businesses can have the core values that they operate from. Uh, Families, a lot of times, will have core values for their family. And a lot of times, people will talk about values that they have that they they live by. But when I talk about core values, I mean the things that matter the most to you deep down in your core. And you're born with them. They're not something that you get from outside. So when someone says, well, I was raised with family values. Okay. Everybody was raised with family values. They were just different families. But we, a lot of times, want to say my values are things like uh, family, um, flag, country, you know, those kinds of things. And when somebody starts telling me their values and there's something that's outside of themselves, I say, well, let's stop and redefine because I'm talking about the things that guide all of your decisions that will, that have affected every choice you've ever made and ever will make. And if you don't know what they are, you're kind of operating blind, hoping that you hit the whack-a-mole <laughs> every once in a while. <laughs> and some people are really good at knowing what they are, and they operate by them, and they just have this innate sense of authenticity that it, they're just very true to themselves. Other people, like myself, tend to take on the values of, of the group around them because they want to please others, or because you know that just may be their personality type, or it may be the kind of culture they were raised in. And so for me, being able to say my core values are things like freedom, and I don't mean freedom like, yeah, it kind of manifested itself in freedom from a job, but to be self-employed, but freedom of thought. I want Mm -hmm. to be able to be curious and figure out what I think about something before someone tells me what to think about it. So freedom of thought and belonging. I want that for myself and I want that for others and authenticity. So it's just those three things kind of go well together for me. I have clients who figure them out and say, wow, I had no idea. And then other clients who say, yeah, this was an easy thing. <laughs> but um, but being able to help someone understand, number one, what their core values are that are um, the things that guide them. It's like their own compass. And then being able to say, 
if you're an employee or if you're a business owner or if you are um, an entrepreneur or a physician, I work with physicians a lot of times. That's kind of where my background is. How do you help your get yourself into a place where your core values are either serving or in alignment with the values of the entity in which you serve? And when you can do that, then you are going to be much more fulfilled and much more successful in whatever endeavors that you take on. Okay. So um, is that, are they different <laughs> from beliefs? Yes. Okay. So um, the other piece that I throw in here too is what I call my ABCs, which are your assumptions, your beliefs, and your conditioning. Your values are something that form your beliefs and that um, that are like the the foundation for your beliefs, but your beliefs can change. Ask anybody who's ever changed a political party yeah. or switched religions or, um, hmm. you know, I mean, just like <laughs> flat earth, round earth, you know, it's like we, <laughs> we can change the things that we believe because they are an external understand, they're an internal understanding of external things. Now, some beliefs are internal, but that's just a generalized way of saying it. Whereas core values absolutely never change. They might show up a little different in a different circumstance, but they're never going to change. I have a client for whom respect is her top core value. And that shows up in not only how she wants to be treated by her staff and her family and her friends, but how she treats them as well. And almost every conflict that she's ever had has something to do with respect. Hmm. And she can believe that respect is important, but if it's not a core value, it's not going to affect her that way. Right. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. Yeah. I really appreciate that. I just realized when you said that, I realized that one of my core values is being heard. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, I just got cold chills. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I actually did a live radio show with a gentleman out in Seattle and he was asking me, you know, well, give me an idea of what it's like. And so one of the things that I do for people when I start off, because it can be a daunting task to think out of all the words and all the values in the world, what are mine, you know, but the reality is you have a few, you just need to look for them. But I asked him and I asked most people this, what in the last two weeks or the last month either made you really angry or consistently made you angry? And when we look at it that way, a lot of times we can just flip it over to the opposite of that. And that's a value. Ah, right. So if someone is consistently interrupting you or stepping on your toes or acting like your opinion doesn't matter or thanks for your opinion, we're just going to do what we want anyway, um, then because a core value for you is being heard, that probably also goes along with and respected and it heard doesn't just mean they, they heard what you said. It means that they value what you say, right? Yep. Yep. So for him, it was similar. So I did a little on-air coaching. He's like, oh my gosh, I need to go do some research on this because like, <laughs> this makes a whole, this was a huge thing in his life and he didn't even realize it. So um, it's, yeah. it can be a very valuable tool in your hands. Boy, it, it really feels like it. So speaking of it being a valuable tool, how can people use it in their leadership style? Well, one of the things that I love about it is because it's you and because it's it's giving you the understanding of like kind of what direction your compass faces, right? It it helps you know how to communicate with others and how they communicate with you and how you're going to show up in any given circumstance. Then it means that you know what your strengths are and your weaknesses 
just based on your core values. I mean, if you take, I'm also a DISC consultant, which is Mm -hmm. behavioral analysis. And so what I'll do is I'll help people layer their DISC understanding of how they're wired for communication and their values together. And when they have those two things together, they automatically can show up differently as a leader because they can be the most authentic. And, you know, Diane, when we are authentic and even just a little bit vulnerable, but always humble servant leaders, people will follow us differently than they're going to follow someone who's just like blustering their way through. Yeah. You know, so when 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 you can show up authentically as yourself because you know yourself, that's when you're going to make the most impact. And that's why I like to say to people, it's not what you do that makes you a good leader. It's who you are that makes you an impactful leader. And when you know who you are, you have that tool in your hands. Is that, um, how do I want to ask this question? I think uh, people would assume that um, leaders know these things about themselves, but that's not necessarily true, is it? No, my, my, if somebody said, well, wouldn't leaders know this thing about themselves? I would say, why? Why would we assume anybody knows anything about themselves? That's a good question. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I think that we all we all should have a learner mindset to start with, number yes. one. So if if we all have a learner mindset, then we assume other people have a learner mindset. And then we assume they don't know everything there is to know. And unless someone has grown to the point that they don't need to grow anymore, I assume there's something they don't know. And that isn't, that's not a bad thing, right? Yeah. For in our Western culture, we have kind of set our leaders up to fail automatically because we assume or we've mm-hmm. created this culture where leaders have to have all the answers. Right. The best leaders out there, the ones that are making all the waves with the giant companies and the innovative ideas and the new things are the leaders who say, Whoever has the best idea in the room is going to win this thing. Yeah. Whoever can come, you know, and they're they're collaborative in the way they work. And, you know, your core values don't matter in or they don't necessarily affect whether or not you can be a good a collaborative leader, but if you think that you have to have all the answers, then you're going to fail. There's just <laughs> just yeah. I just yeah. I that I, I hate to be so blunt, but there's <laughs> You're just going to fail. Most yeah. leadership consultants or anybody that studies this stuff is going to tell you, you cannot yeah. be a good leader without constantly learning. And and understanding that it's not your job to know everything. It's not. No. I mean, if you know everything, why do you need a team? Yeah, exactly. Right. So, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So there are things that we, like I came up 25 years in the higher uh, university medical systems. I was at Johns Hopkins and then at University of Virginia schools of medicine, fabulous schools of medicine, really great institutions, put out phenomenal research, put out phenomenal doctors. And I did research administration and operations and all kinds of stuff. And what I learned is that we're all, we all have a specialty, but nobody can know everything. We just can't. Yep. If you've got somebody who's a specialty in a specific type of breast cancer or a specific type of uh, kidney research, that's their specialty. But I don't go asking them about vitamins unless it pertains to kidneys. And I don't go asking them about, unless they're, she's really good at it, I don't go ask her about makeup if she's an oncologist. I ask her about oncology. And so I think it's really important to remember that we all have strengths. 
And when we capitalize on our strengths, we do better. And then when we capitalize on the strengths of our team members, they do better. And then we all do better together. Yes. So being willing to break out of that assumption and conditioning that we have to have the answers and go ahead and move forward with a learner mindset, like a beginner mindset all the time, that gives you the ability to figure out what is what are my core values? What makes me tick? And if you know what how you tick, then you can show up better. You can tell people what you need better. I mean, leaders who don't know how to ask their team for what they need also are going to fail. Yes. That that is true. Now, um, that brings up a, another question for me, which is, so are you saying we should be letting people know what our core values are? Absolutely. What Absolutely. does that look like? So I, when I work with clients, um, especially if they have a supervisor or a team, we'll go through their DISC report, which I'm a Maxwell consultant. So it's um, Maxwell leadership team. The, the report is based on leadership and communications and it's 30 pages. <laughs> so we walk through it very carefully, but there's some great pieces in there that they can use to communicate to other people and say, this is my communication style. Along with that, are my core values. And these are what they mean to me. And so for somebody who has a core value of team-oriented, I just finished working with a client who that was her thing. And we worked a long time trying to parse it out because at first she thought maybe it was teamwork, but it's not. It's being team-oriented, meaning I'm all about making the team succeed. And so then she can take her her DISC communication style and her team-oriented proclivities and say, I am always going to do what is best for the team to succeed, but I also expect that from you. I expect you as the team to want to have that kind of a participation and collaboration in the team so that the team succeeds well. That's the kind of team I want to run. And, you know, for her to be able to potentially look at a team member and say, if you're not interested in that, we need to find a different team for you to be on. And that's not a bad thing. It just means that maybe they don't need to be on this team. So um, that's a way in which it could come around full circle. But being able to tell someone like my husband, for example, I'll just make this a very simple one. I said, my number one is freedom of thought. And I'm from the South and from the evangelical culture. And it's very much, you know, we all are supposed to think the same and enjoy (laughs) the same things, that kind of thing. And so my husband used to say things like, wouldn't you agree that's how you start a sentence. <laughs> and you heard it immediately, right? And and I'm 5'1", and I'm so I'm little, but I have a powerful personality, but I really want to please my husband. And I don't know how to even answer a question that begins with, wouldn't you agree, without compromising somebody somewhere. Yeah. That's right. just me. You might yeah. not have a problem with that. You might be able to say, no, I wouldn't agree. Yeah. <laughs> but for me, with my core value being freedom of thought. Yeah. It, no, 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 no. I can't do that. <laughs> and I had to start telling, and I didn't realize what it was that, I mean, we've been married 30 years in, well, 29 years, I guess this may. And so it took me nearly 20 years to be able yeah. to say, this is what the issue is with that statement. But as soon as I started doing that, he started saying, oh, well, it just never occurred. That's just how I've always said it. So right. it, it's just, I'm starting a conversation. I'm not doing that to coerce you or anything. I said, I understand. But let's work on being good communicators. Yeah. And so now he says, what do you think about? Ah, uh, right? so much and better. 
isn't it? So this is how it may not be a work relationship, but he and I both work out of the house, so it might as well be. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But for him to say to me, what do you think about this? I automatically get to go to the Rolodex in my brain or start letting the gears turn and get that curiosity going. I may have already thought about it and be able to say, I think this or, oh, I don't know. And then I might turn around and say, what do you think? Because I love the back and forth. Because if I like freedom of thought, I can tell it's a core value because I know I want you to have freedom of thought. Right. So um, core values have a couple of things that help us determine whether or not they are. And that's one of them. Um, But that's just a really good example of how it plays out and and how we communicate them to other people. Because that's just a very simple thing. But it makes, to your words, it makes me feel heard. And it makes him feel valued when I come back and have that conversation. Right. Yeah, it's interesting because words have connotation. And so, right, right? someone strings a couple words together and they don't mean anything from it. But the way it's heard is Mm -hmm. can send you skyrocketing. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you do if... You're working in an environment and you're and you know your core values and they don't align with the people you're working with. Do you leave? Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, there are other reasons why you would want to leave if if your core values. So here's what I think. I think with core values, you can pretty much figure out a way that they can be honored in most situations. And that's the that's the way that's the way I like to talk about them. Can your core values be honored in this situation? Because they may not necessarily. It may it, for me having this freedom of thought may not look like it aligns with being employed by someone. And now it doesn't because I'm self employed. But for 25, 28 years, it did align with that because I was more comfortable in a paycheck. Right. <laughs> so and with benefits and that kind of thing. So I like to use the word honored because. Even if they don't align, for instance, say I have um, uh, my set. My third one is is um, authenticity, but there are times when, as a pastor's wife, I can't be one hundred percent authentic in a specific situation because it may not be appropriate. <laughs> so, <laughs> because I have freedom of thought and I just think things, so um, there are times when I have to say I can honor my own core value of being authentic authentic, yet still not do that in this situation. And I can still remain, people say it's not a job, but it really is. (laughs) He's employed by the church. I am not. (laughs) Um, But there are ways in which we can still honor our core values and yet not necessarily align with everything. But if it gets too bad, I think it's just a really good opportunity for you to say, I just might be in the wrong place. Yeah, And that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. Or your, or the people you work for, or right. the people that you work with, the team that you're on, and I would just say it's just a really good opportunity to get really curious and start asking yourself questions and say what is important and is it is it more important for me for a while it was more important for me to have a paycheck and a you know a, a guaranteed paycheck and benefits, and then eventually it got to the place where it outweighed my need for the core values to be honored was out outweighed the the need for the paycheck. Um, And I created an exit strategy. So we can do those kinds of things. And the exit strategy doesn't have to include becoming self-employed. It can include going to a different organization or a different team within the organization. Um, Those are ways that we can honor our core values while still 
being in a situation that may or may not align with them. Got it. I like that aligning. Yeah. yeah it's good. So, and I, I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So um, for people who are not leaders, uh, do they really need to know their core values? Well, that's actually, there's, I have two answers to that. Number okay. one, we are all leaders um, <laughs> because the very first person we lead is ourselves. And so if we're not a good self-leader, then we can't lead anybody else. So for starters, we're all leaders. So then the rest of the question is a little void, but <laughs> you know the answer. Yes, we need to know our core values yeah. because not only, because again, we, because we are leading ourselves, many of most, not most, many of us are in relationships. Many of us are parents. Those are all leadership roles. We just don't see it sometimes. Yeah. We just don't realize it or understand it. People are watching you every single day. You're leading somebody. And if it's in a volunteer situation, if it's a parental situation, sometimes our older parents, we may be leading them, right? The roles may be yes. reversed. Either way, when we know our core values, we can show up as our best selves, even if it's quote unquote, just on the team, right? And there is no better way to honor yourself and to respect yourself and to give a gift to others than to show up as the best you you can be. And that sounds so, you know, kind of woo-woo-y, but it's not. It just, when you are willing to look at who you are, who you were designed to be, and show up with all of the wonderfulness that you have to offer, the strengths that you have, and sometimes the cantankerousness that you have, because we need people to ask good questions and that kind of thing, then you give the gift of your full self to those around you, whether you are the positional leader or not. Fabulous. I love that. And I did know the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if someone's listening and they have a team, can they help the team figure out like the team core values? Oh, sure. So this, I stumbled upon this. Now, please understand this, these, I, and I have a core values exercise that I help people. I do workshops and I have a digital course, but even when I work with people, this is not proprietary information. This is stuff that people have been doing for a while. I just, it just kind of became my thing. And I just said this, I have to do this. It mattered so much to me and I have to share it. But what I did was when I work with my clients, I was working with middle managers and they all had teams and they all did their core values. And then one said, can I just copy this and give it to my team? I'm like, sure. And so she didn't even copy it. She just gave them like the bullet points and said, do this. And so her entire team kind of walked through the exercise themselves. Then they came together and they put them all on the board and looked to see if they had any in common. Hmm. And then they looked to see how many they had in common and what they could have as team values based on their own individual values. So they actually started from the bottom up with their team values and it was really effective. So now, whenever she's got an issue with her anybody on her team, she's like, you know, one of our team values is respect. And this is not a respectful situation, or this is not, you did not act in this respectful way. And she told me, she said, wow, it is so much easier to like hold people accountable because they've chosen to have those as their team core values. Right. So, yeah, I, that was like a client took it and ran with it, which is the greatest compliment any coach could ever no have. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> you are so, so right. Wow. Oh, Andrea, I love this information. I appreciate it. It's, um, it, it's, 
it's uh what's the word I'm looking for? Um it, it's motivating is the word oh, I'm good. looking for, actually. Yeah, yeah. I and didn't then, want to jump in there because I have lots of words. <laughs> <laughs> And but I, I wanted to hear where you were going. I'm so there, glad to hear that. That's good. It, it really is. And and I know, you know, from my own experience, when I figured out, and it was recent, you know, I mean, it, it it's not something I knew before, but when I had that aha moment about being heard, mm. um, it was liberating for me. Yes. Because then it didn't necessarily matter to me how people were speaking or if if like I'd be in a situation where I'd feel like, okay, well, they're just not hearing me. I didn't care as much because I didn't, I wasn't taking it personally. Mm, it wasn't right. about me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it's really a difference. Interesting. But the other thing is when you get curious about your own, it kind of opens you up to be curious about others. And yes. when, when you know what theirs, what theirs are, then you can honor them as well. And just like my husband did for me. So that's, it's, it's a gift that, I love that word too. It's a gift that we can give each other. And um, when you do it in teams, then you've got really good data that, I mean, maybe if you're a data person, you've got really good data that you can work with, or you've got really good parameters within which the team can operate. Right. And and uh, so, so I want to um, sit on that for a second. So if you're like working with someone, you know what your core values are. Um and you ask them so you can better understand them. Uh, but what if they don't necessarily know? Well, I do have an exercise. And I, I, it starts – so some people – and I love to meet people where they are. I like adult learning styles, and I, I love figuring out how people learn. So like I mentioned a minute ago, I have a two-page written instructions that anybody can download and walk through. And so I start that with my clients. Okay. If that's not enough, I give them a di digital course, and they can walk through that. It's It's not – it's like five or six modules. And if that's not enough, I have one client that I just finished working with. It's kind of a hybrid model where she did the digital course and then we met on Zoom to kind of talk things through a little more, or we can just actually have a coaching relationship. But it actually helps people to start with just kind of reading through that page because once you start looking at them and you start thinking about, well, what are the non-negotiables in my life? And yeah. what are the things that I can't live without? Or what are the things that really kind of tick me off? Then you start paying attention a little more in your life and in your day as you walk through your day. And it's okay for people to not know, but most people can start with something. And yeah. so, but the very first exercise on any of these that people work through is doing what I call everything but the kitchen sink. And you just write down, you imagine what 10 people would say about you, five words that they would say, this is what Andrea is like, or this is what Diane is like. And you just start writing them down and you just walk through each person and if the same word keeps showing up for what you think these other people would say about you, because you don't, this is not something that you can really get anybody else's help with other than a, somebody that can just ask mm. questions yeah. um, because you don't want anybody to influence you. You want to just be able to look at your own things, but that's just putting them all down on paper is a good place to start. And then say, yeah, I can live without that one. I can live without that one. I can live without that one and narrow thing down and then just start kind of taking them out for a drive. And seeing how they look in your life when you kind of, I tell people to take one of those little tiny notebooks, you know, like a three by five little mm -hmm. thin one, you know, you can get them on Amazon or in the drugstore or whatever. And just start like put one at the top of each page. And as you kind of walk through your day, just you notice something that 
triggers you, makes you really happy. Because the other thing is they bring you real joy. So that's why I say, look at the things that make you angry because the opposite of that really makes you happy, right? So things that really bring you joy or did this one get triggered and somebody stepped on this one or it wasn't honored. And then just at the end of a week or two, just kind of look back and say, wow, I have zero check marks on this page. This may not be one of my top 10 or my top five, but I have 50 on this page. Evidently, that's at the top. And things you'll be surprised how things will just start showing up. And then you take those and you like you start defining them because my definition of freedom is going to be a different definition than yours. And yeah. a lot of times if people have a hard time getting them down below 10 or 15 words, they'll be like a cluster of words that kind of go together. And I'm like, well, it seems like those words go together. So let's see if you can make a definition for one of them out of all those words. And it just kind of starts flowing. And it's just a very, it, it's really kind of, if you let your brain just kind of go stream of consciousness, it really works. And it's amazing how people will come up with them. And when they do, like you just said, it's like light bulbs come on and the room is is illumined and the skies open up and the, you know, the, ah, and it's just, it's great. And it's so rewarding to help people figure that stuff out and then be able to just kind of walk out with it and use it and move forward in a way that is so much more authentic and free for them, which of course then just plays into all of my core values. Yeah. (laughs) It's so true. Yeah. Uh, Thank you so much for doing this. Will you let the listeners know how they can find you? Absolutely. I, I am the intentional optimist. And uh, so any place on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, you can find me there at under The Intentional Optimist or Andrea Johnson. But at my website, www.theintentionaloptimist.com, if you just put a forward slash and the word accelerate for accelerate your business growth, uh, you will have access to that two-page exercise that I alluded to earlier. Awesome. So that is specifically for your listeners, theintentionaloptimist.com forward slash accelerate. That's so great. I know I'm going to go over there and download <laughs> that <thing>. Now, the <laughs> other thing I do have, my passion is working with female leaders. I do have a podcast and it is called Stand Tall and Own It. And I'm, it wait, 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 wait. It's called what? Stand Tall and what? Stand Tall and Own It. Ah. Like I said, I'm 5'1". <laughs> But I have learned through the last three, four years podcasting and coaching and as a consultant, that it is extremely important to be who we are without apology in a gracious and, and, and respectful way. And so a lot of it is working through some of, as a coach, I am a coach and a teacher. And so I teach what I learn. As soon as I learn it, I start teaching it. And I think it's really important to do that and to share with women. But it's a podcast where we started to talk about this earlier about how women don't always realize they're leaders. And um, so I interviewed over 75 women in the last three years looking at their stories of leadership that may not be the story that you think is a leadership story. And so my goal is for other women to see themselves as leaders and to be able to embrace that in themselves. Nice. I love that. I'll make sure that's in the show notes as well. So, well, thank you. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. 
And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert Warren Buffett once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel.